Howdy folks, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show where we're obsessed with helping you make some dough in the restaurant business. Today we're going to be talking about five tips to reduce uh, customer complaints in your restaurant. We've been going through a series here on Making Dough Show talking about customer complaints because we all get them, right? We've been talking about things like the art and the science of handling customer concerns, how to turn every complaining customer into a loyal guest, how to buy time, how to control the conversation when, we, when it's time to handle customer concerns and way more. Today we're gonna be talking about two things actually. I'm gonna give you five tips on how you can reduce your customer uh, concerns and complaints that you get in your restaurant and also a technique that we've learned from Toyota which is called the 5Y technique and how we apply it to our customer concerns to identify what the actual problems are in our operations which is a way of again reducing some of the issues that we're having with our customers. So the first way to reduce uh, our customers con uh, complaints is actually our approach to customer concerns and it comes from the top from the leadership from the owners of the business every or the managers as well every time that a customer calls and they're like I want to talk to a manager what is the you know and if you're the manager on the shift what is your reaction you're like oh like after you get off the phone with a complaining customer what is your reaction what do your people hear you um, after handling a customer complaint and this is a lot like parenting you know like your children's see how you react to different scenarios. So it's incredibly important for you to be a good leader and be mindful of those little nuggets. And because it is telling your people how to approach and handle uh, customer concerns. And I've been talking about this during these series multiple times, the attitude of gratitude. It's incredibly important when it goes in, you know, when you go into handling a customer concern, not only again with the customer because it calms them down, it makes them feel heard and appreciated, but also with your team. They really, you need to sow that seed of gratitude for our team to understand. It is not normal for us to just open our doors and customers walk in and we should be incredibly appreciative of every single guest that chooses to come to our restaurant. Our approach must be always that it's a privilege to serve others and it's important for us to be empathetic to our customers especially when they bring up an issue. A customer is a human, they have a family, they have issues, they're working very hard for their money and they're choosing to bring that money into our establishment so our people have jobs. The attitude of gratitude. The second tip I have for you is that it's incredibly important for you and, you and me to know what matters to our customers exactly. I see a lot of business owners, a lot of restaurant owners stress over things that are irrelevant for the customer. So a quick reminder that it's important for us and our team to obsess over things that matter to our customers, not what we think our customers care about. I went over uh, common complaints that is you know in the happens in the restaurant industry because these are kind of again customers letting us know what matters to them when you know what matters to your customers and they're not like a bajillion things right they're five to seven things that are really important to your customers then you can be laser focused on making sure you control the experience particularly when it comes to those seven things if a customer hates and you know this already customers hate waiting for refills customers hate waiting for their checks so you can make sure that if you know that matters to your customer, then you wanna come up with protocols, with trainings, tracking to make sure those things are indeed happening so the customer is satisfied. This goes, leads me to the third point. It is important if you have systems 
in place and part of the system is tracking so you're able to identify you know where the holes in your in your service overall and the experience that you provide if you have systems in place for tracking and training and all of that it is going to substantially reduce any customer complaints that you get so if you have a lot of customer complaints it is a simply a reflection that there are holes and gaps in the systems that you have particularly in training your people and or processes within your operations Another way to reduce our customer concerns is to learn from our mistakes. If we do not view the customer complaints that are coming our way or the mistakes that we are making operationally, whether it's with our team or all of that, and we don't learn from them, we're gonna keep making those same mistakes, friend, and so that's not gonna lead into reducing them. So when you're a humble business owner, a humble manager, and you're able to take on those complaints and study them, analyze them, identify the gaps, create more trainings for them, and learn from those mistakes, you will um, reduce gradually. It is a slow process. I wish it wasn't. Gradually learn from those mistakes and do better and reduce the number of complaints that you get. How do I know? Because in the beginning, we used to get a lot of complaints and gradually, year after year, we've been getting way less. Part of that is because, again, we've learned there's mistakes from those mistakes and we've created a lot of protocols and systems and trainings and all of that. And we're still working on that. It's an ongoing thing, but already you already knew that. Another way that you are able to reduce some of your customer complaints is having a system for handling uh, these issues that are coming your way. If the system, what I mean, part of the system is gonna be documenting issues that are coming your way, documenting the logbook. Team members associated are getting written coaching slips that's going into their uh, folder. They're getting actual coaching. A system, uh, part of handling those customer concerns is for you to identify the patterns of problems that you're having. So the question I have is, do you have a proper system in handling customer concerns? Because if you don't, you're not really able to see those opportunities for growth and you're not tracking them and that just leads into more problems. So again, I'm gonna have the link below on all of the different shows that we went over digging deep into handling customer concerns. So for instance, if you your establishment processes 1,000 tickets every week, and you have 2% um, mistakes or customer complaints. 2% means two out of every 100. That means every week you're gonna have maybe solid 20 customer complaints that may be coming your way out of 1,000 orders you processed. That is not too bad. So you need to make sure you still have protocols and systems in place. So be sure to dig into those other episodes we have where we just kind of extensively talk about a lot of different aspects of handling customer concerns. I'm gonna have the links down below. Now, I wanna share with you a system that my, my husband and I, we learned from Toyota. Our background, my husband and I both is in engineering. I'm an electrical engineer, he's a civil engineer. And so we really love Toyota because they have lean operations and we're just kind of striving to um, adapt and model some of the things that they do. And so I'm gonna show you an example of this thing called 5Y method that they have in identifying different problems in their establishment. Ultimately, this is an internal movement, right? This is an issue is coming up. This is not how to handle a customer, but rather a problem or a complaint that is coming your way. And you wanna identify what's the actual problem that we need to solve so we don't repeat this problem again because we're talking about, again, reducing our customer complaints. So imagine that you're reading in the logbook that a customer's complaining that their food was cold. It was a pickup scenario, the customer picked up their food and by the time they got to their home, they said that the food was cold. 
So this is our approach. So when that complaint happens, we sit with our front of the house manager or the servers involved or the leadership involved, and we're gonna ask them these questions. Imagine our server's name is Susan again. So Susan, why do you think the customer's food uh, received their food cold on that Friday night? So Susan's gonna say, well, the food sat on the counter too long. Susan, why did the food sit on the counter too long? Susan says, well, the, our servers did not realize that that customer had arrived for their pickup. So Susan, why do you think our servers did not realize that that customer had already arrived for their pickup? Well, because they were too busy dealing with other issues or running food and there was a little bit of a chaos on, at, you know, on that Friday at 6 p.m. So why do you think there was so much chaos or that the servers were that busy that we were not able to notice that this customer had arrived for their food? Well, it's because you know there was not enough communication between, and, and we're doing a lot of pickup and uh, curbside service, right? Uh, and they're gonna be like, well, there was not enough communication between the uh, team that was on the curbside and the team that was in the kitchen, so they know and blah, 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 something like that they come up with. Okay, why do you think, Susan, there wasn't enough communication? And the truth comes out, well, we didn't have enough servers on the shift um, to handle some of this. So we're able to identify, wait a minute, so it turns out the customer got their food really cold because there was a lot of chaos in the front and there was not enough communication because we did not have enough servers to handle the load of our orders. So the next why is, so why do you think we didn't have enough servers on the shift to handle the Friday night? And then we're able to identify, oh, wait a minute, you know, at four o'clock we had a big rush and the schedule did not reflect that and we started shift with the chaos. So do you see how we got to this conclusion? Or maybe it's like, well, all the servers were scheduled and we don't have enough servers um, to handle our Friday night. So from the customer who received their food cold, we were able to ask a series of why questions to identify the actual problem, which is that we didn't, the schedule wasn't done well to accommodate the Friday night, you know, load. And second, maybe we don't have enough servers on the shift, so we need to hire more servers. Well, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Making Dough Show. In the middle of recording, I got interrupted. Uh, our manager walked in, other people walked in, so I had to cut it short. So, um, and I was almost done with it. So, again, I really hope that you found that uh, episode helpful. If you did, let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can always send me a direct email to makingdoughshow at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, I'd love to stay in touch. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Bye bye.